Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thank you and welcome aboard On the Mark. I'm delighted today to have Carrie Albright with me on the program. Carrie, good morning. Back a long way and we were involved in hospital work and some other things over the years. Carrie is a very bright and very intelligent young lady who has a slightly a left-leaning perspective compared to my right-leaning perspective. <laughs> is that wrong? I'd like to s- consider myself open-minded and uh, optimistic. Oh, well, in that <laughs> case, we probably aren't going to disagree a lot because I'm open-minded and optimistic. Are too. you, Joe? Sure, and I'm also garbage. You're also garbage. <laughs> hey, On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. It is an open phones day, 1-800-795-9565, or email us at onthemarketwkok.com. And I'm loath to admit, but I must admit, that I cannot figure out how to run the text system that we have here. Mark uh, has spent half the program clicking 13 times to get texts up. So today, let's stick with the phones and the emails, okay? On the mark at WKOK.com. On the mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Streets in Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection and nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks and a master towing service with decades of experience. Mark Lawrence has the day off. He's out driving his new Ford truck, and he went to Philadelphia for the day. So uh, Carrie and I will hold down the fort. And Carrie, it's um, you and I have been talking about, and we talked yesterday uh, about Dave Chappelle and the uh, the comedy center. Uh, I'm sorry, the Netflix comedy special he's done called The Closer. Uh, he says it's his final one. Uh, I must admit it's the first one I've ever seen of his, and I watched it because of the controversy. He apparently has really angered the LGBTQ community. And we were talking yesterday with Dr. Sievers from Bucknell about the fact that people can't laugh at themselves anymore. The jokes, you know, they have to be so clean and so unoffensive that they are also not funny. Uh, when I was growing up, a, a comedian like Don Rickles was would bring down the house. He was on live TV. He insulted, uh, if you will. I mean, I, I don't think he laughed at black people. He laughed with them. I mean, he once told Sammy Davis Jr., go back to the hotel. They needed to clean the rooms, you know. so. Mm. You know, now today that would be totally unacceptable and offensive to many, many people. But back then, Sammy Davis Jr. laughed just as loud as the audience did. And those roasts that Dean Martin did, the comedy roasts with people like Foster Brooks, comedians. I mean, if we can't laugh at ourselves in society today, what are we becoming? 
I, I think that um, there's always a gray area. Uh, the Dave Chappelle comment was about gender, and is gender a fact, or is it a construct? I was at a conference yesterday where I listened to a professor talk about this, and I know little about it. Um, so I invite her to call in if she's listening, um, because I would love to hear her opinion. Um, I think it's so important that comedians and everybody are allowed the opportunity to say what's on their mind. I believe in the free market deciding, you know, and helping to guide how information will be received. Will they pay for it? Um, I, you know, you, you emailed me about, you know, cancel culture and, you know, should Dave Chappelle be canceled for this? Um, I don't think that he cares. Um, I think that you have to be able to live with your comments and your actions. I think that he's able to do that. Um, and I do believe that you know, people should be able to laugh at themselves and laugh at laugh at others. You know, it, it's a it's a hard it's a gray area, Joe. Um, I actually love Dave Chappelle. Um, have been a fan of his for years. Um, watch all of his specials. Have not watched the closer yet. I've not had the chance to. Have been working a lot, um, but I don't disagree with his opinion on this. It's his opinion. It's not a fact. Well, you know, and, I can't and disagree with an opinion. Is it really his opinion, or is it just something he says because it's funny? You know, or he, to get a rise. Right, he pokes fun at people. I mean, that's what comedy has always been. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea is that you know, what what are most of the jokes about? They they offend somebody. They somewhere. have to by definition. Otherwise, they're not a joke. What are you coming in to tell us we're offending you somehow, Kevin? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of somebody, we want to tell. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I didn't realize they were left up. <laughs> Thank you for straightening me out, Kevin. You know I can't be left alone in here. I'm always here for you. <laughs> Thank you. That was somebody else's fault. They didn't turn the other microphones off. <laughs> yeah, I think I think behind comedy and behind laughs and behind pain is always some deeper truth. And, you know, I think what he said goes to the heart of is gender a construct or a fact? Um, and why is that offensive? And not all the trans community is offended by it, apparently. Um, the majority seem to be. I don't know. I don't speak for them. But I also think that he's, he should be able to say what he wants. This is not Russia. This is not China. And we are very lucky, lucky to live in this country. And, um, and then let the people decide whether they're going to tolerate that or not. Let the people decide whether they'll pay to see him or not. It's well, he makes some really tough points in, in one part. I don't mean to give away one of the funniest lines in the show, and I won't repeat it verbatim because it will be funny when you see it. But he said about it's it's worse to, it's easier to kill a black man, in effect, than it is to insult a gay person. You know, that that, that they, they view the one as being much worse than the other. Uh, and he makes Truth is said and just. Right. Well, <laughs> he said, another thing he said is, you know, if you listen to me carefully over the years, I don't have any problem with the trans community, the LGBT community. My problem is with white people. Well, that brought down the house. Mm -hmm. You know, but... You well, know, he was defending J.K. Rowling but and I, saying I, yeah, all of that. I noticed that the audience was, you know, it was uh, pr probably predominantly black, but there were a lot of white people in the audience, too. Um, Always. Um, do, you know, do you have any callers on this? No, because I'd be interested yet. in hearing any opinion about well, this. Well, they're certainly welcome to call in. Yeah. I don't know how many of our listeners have Netflix and watch Dave Chappelle, so it's the issue yeah. that interests me. And whether yeah. or not, uh, putting him aside for a minute, can any comedian poke fun at anybody without having some kind of backlash? Chappelle talked about being canceled. The article you sent me this morning says, if this is what being canceled is like, I love it. He said at an appearance at the Hollywood Bowl after getting a standing ovation, according to the Hollywood um, reporter. Now, he uses some unpleasant language. He says, F Twitter, F NBC News, ABC News. 
all these stupid net, uh, stupid blank networks. The 48-year-old comic told the crowd during brief remarks, I'm not talking to them, I'm talking to you. This is real life. And you know what, he's, some, he's unusual because he has pulled himself out of the game. Um, he became immensely popular um, after a show that he had, and then he pulled himself out for years. It was rumored that he moved out of the country and whatever, but he didn't. Um, he just kind of got... Uh, tweaked by fame in the wrong way and recognized it and pulled himself away. But he's brilliant and he's funny. And I do think that he should be able to say what he wants and let the free market handle it. Well, he's gotten, uh, I think, $10 million per show on uh, from Netflix, and he's done nine of them, I think, so far. I've only seen the one. I'm going to have to go back oh. and watch the others. Uh, just, you know, I, I, I've heard of him over the years, but I never particularly, usually I was, if there was a comedy special, I was trying to find George Carlin uh, because I thought he was I think in many respects Dave Chappelle mimics him in terms of his comments on social issues and his rather humorous way of looking at the world somewhat differently than the rest of us see it. But still, the issue becomes whether or not people can make fun of other folks today. Mark always says to me, oh yeah, it's terrible that we show respect for other people and that we don't try to offend them. But he said, Mark says that? Mark says that all the time. And I'll, I'm trying to think <laughs> if I've ever been offended by Mark. I don't think so. <laughs> well, you sent this, and you, I, I responded with that Chappelle comment and that controversy in the context of you sending me information about cancel culture in general. Right. Um, and, you know, I don't agree with that either. Um, I don't think, well, I do in some respects. We all should, we all are able to decide who we will work with. Um, I think that if you're receiving government money, that's a different issue. Um, I think the government kind of can dictate how they're going to support entities or organizations and, frankly, local governments like we've seen, you know, cancel bakeries or cancel wedding should, shops. Should the government be be promoting a specific agenda? You know what, Joe? Sometimes you have to legislate kindness because... You know, this is going to be controversial, but there are a lot of faith-oriented people that declare themselves that that are not kind people, and um, the hypocrisy is on both sides. You know, there are there are people that say, "I won't get a vaccine." my body, government should stay out, but I believe that they're probably in the majority of the group that also advocate for strengthening abortion, anti-abortion laws. Um, you know, there are people, Facebook, I heard a Facebook executive the other day say, um, you know, it's not, it's not the company that perpetuates and reads the lies, it's the people. Well, I would imagine those same people at Facebook are in the majority of the group that wants to strengthen gun control laws because it's not the guns that kill people, it's the people, people that kill people. Right. So, so there's hypocrisy on both sides, and I think that, you know, we have to be careful about, you know, everything we say and do. It's, it's just opinion. And I think the problem is Fred Keller sent out a survey the other day on his website that said, um, you know, what do you believe is the greatest problem in government right now? And the problem that I see in government is not was not even on his list. It was divisiveness and separation. You know, you sent me an, uh, an article about Kamala Harris and uh, her statements about Columbus Day. Right. Um, you know, it, and CNN, you know, his remarks about Biden's, you know, ratings right now with the public. Um, these are all very divisive things because in the middle there is room for compromise. And I think that we spend so much time talking about the fringes and, and asserting our opinions like they're fact. 
they're not. There are opinions, and frankly, not fully informed most of the time. Well, so I've gone a lot of places, but I just think that you know we got to come together. And, and I want Fred to send out a survey that says, what do we all agree on? And let's work on that. <laughs> well, I, I think most of these uh, political people, and I didn't, uh, if I got Fred Keller's survey, I, I must have bypassed it, but I don't think I got it. But typically, they'll put down things that they believe are the biggest problems and ask you to endorse which one you agree with. Um, right. Instead of saying it's an open field, what do you think the biggest problem is, blank line, they want to give you four or five choices that they hope you'll agree well, with. Well, they had a blank line, and I put it divisiveness. Yeah, it was the other category. But, you know, why isn't he asking about what we agree on? Because we are so much, Joe, you and I are very, very similar in most ways. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're different in the, the minutest of ways. And so I think that that's a problem with our government. We're not focused on how we, how, what we can agree on, what we can work together on. I know in my former job at United Way, um, there was zero appetite for me working on something in the community that was not A, for the greater good, and B, that people could get behind. And I don't think that everybody has that mentality in government, they just end up, I mean, literally in our state house, you sit on different sides of the aisle. How is that conducive to working together? You know, there's just so much division, literally and figuratively, and it's just... But there's always going to be division because we're not always going to agree. If all we did was agree with one another, be this boring. would be a very boring world. I agree. You know, so I think it, I don't have any problem with disagreement. I have a problem with with non-constructive disagreement. I have a problem with not uh, with lack of agreement. <laughs> I, I don't have a problem with disagreement, but we have have to continue to stay focused on what we agree on um, and then you know making sure that we are having face-to-face -face interactions with those we disagree on and not mm, veiled we, you know we, interactions we or have, social media interactions we don't have any problem with what we agree on it's what we disagree on that we have the problems with well that's where we focus we don't that's find where we some way to if we don't find some way to come together take a look at what's going on in Washington right now um, the fact that the Republicans or the Democrats are saying, you know, you need to help us uh, fund the government. You know, it's ridiculous. You're standing in the way. Uh, we want our $5 trillion or $3 trillion, um, not stimulus plan, but build back better plan that has a lot of infrastructure things that aren't really infrastructure. And the Republicans are saying, no, you're talking about $3 trillion, $4 trillion to fund a, a far out liberal agenda. How, how do you compromise on that, Unle well, unless you compromise on the number? But that still doesn't take away the issue that, you know, are we spending so much money on federal government's uh, liberal agendas that we're forgetting what's basic, you know, that people need to have jobs, they need to get out and, and have opportunities, yeah, not but necessarily you know what, Joe, money. Infrastructure, it's, it's, I don't know if this is the right application of the term, but it's trickled down. You can, you can build bridges and roads, but if you don't have people that have child care that can get to work without the pressure of knowing if their child is well taken care of or not and learning while there. Um, if you have people that aren't mentally stable or untreated mental health issues that cannot get to work, what's the point of having all of the hard hard stuff, the hardscapes, the hard infrastructure stuff you're talking about without the human capital? Because without investing in humans, we have nothing in this world. You know that without investing in your health, taking time to exercise like you do at 3 a.m. every morning, I've heard, or whatever it is. 3.30. <laughs> um, you know, without your investments in your own self, you cannot show up for other things you've got to do and people you've got to, to support. But it's my, my responsibility to take care of me and mine. 
You know what, though, Joe? It's not, not everybody. Society's responsibility. You know what? You learned that, though. You learned that from your parents. You were very, you're fortunate. Um, not everybody gets that advantage. There are people that, that grow up in homes where there are other priorities. There are other mental health issues in the way. You are very, very lucky, and I think that it's it's very short-sighted to, to state this because you picked yourself up by your bootstraps and you can carry on and be healthy and well and get up in the morning and have the freedom to go out. You don't have six children, or you don't have a, a, a husband that controls you, or you don't have you know a wife that you know emotionally abuses you you okay. you don't have these things and we've got to invest in but opportunities for people to get better before we send them out <laughs> into jobs but what's my responsibility to correct those problems I can't expect society to, I'm, I'm gonna because sit you're down a Christian here in the mud. I'm gonna you're sit a Christian down here in the mud yeah but I'm gonna sit down here in the mud and I'm gonna say I got all these problems society needs to solve them for me the government needs to solve them for me I need to solve them if I'm in an abusive relationship I need to end it if I have six kids well I obviously contribute to that, so I mean, what, where, where was my common sense in saying I can't afford six kids? The fact that you go out and do far more than you know, run up more bills in your credit card than you can afford to pay, doesn't mean society should bail you out, does it? There are obviously people want to make the right choices. They want to be successful in life. There are some people that don't have the advantages to learn that along the way, and then they grow up to be adults and they get into body memories and habit bad habits um, and we're responsible for solving Joe, the problems sometimes I have learned I have met way way too many nasty people that are that are selfish and unkind that need to be legislated in some we've, way we've got to take a break uh, Carrie's going to think of what legislation we can impose upon you <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break and we have a caller pending and we'll be right back with more of on the mark when it comes to car buying there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way the other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want the summer Motors Way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC Way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Carrie Albright's here with me today. Our producer is Rob Center. Mark Lawrence has the day off, and Joe from Sunbury has been hanging on very patiently. You're on the mark, Joe. Good morning. Good morning, uh, everyone. Uh, yeah, I thought uh, during your conversation oh, five or ten minutes ago with Carrie that she had mentioned that to legislate kindness, and I think she might have even said something to reaffirm that right before the break. Uh, I'd just like to know if I heard that right or if that's what... She did say that sometimes <laughs> you need to do that. <laughs> I, I, what I meant in the very general sense is sometimes people don't know how to behave and actually in a, in a twisted way, Joe 
talked about that. Sometimes people don't know how to make the right choices. They don't know how not to be pregnant six times and have babies if they, if they, Are you, you know, or they. Th- no, listen. Listen. <laughs> let, give me a moment. Sometimes okay. people grew up in a way that that taught them hatred, taught them dismissiveness, taught them violence. So, and and there are laws against violence. Um, sometimes oh, yeah. people, sometimes people are unkind, um, and oh. sometimes you have to say, "Listen, you can't, you can't be hateful to somebody in the public." So you have to say that's against the law. When I say legislate kindness, I mean inf- create and enforce laws where there where it prevents and deters harm from being done to people. So I didn't mean exactly legislate kindness. Don't take uh, me literally. I just meant that sometimes, obviously, people don't know how to behave. All right, Joe, you go ahead. Uh, Don't take you literally when you literally said create laws that (laughs) you, how, how would you prevent, unless you had a personal police officer around everyone in the nation to person, I mean, how would you prevent someone at two in the morning in downtown somewhere south side of Chicago? How would you prevent them from mugging or beating someone up and taking? How would you do that? You can't legislate kindness. I mean, you're you're waffling. I see you're trying to make some kind of. No, I'm not waffling at all. uh, Just just because you have laws against something doesn't mean things won't happen. Then the laws are there to react. You can't possibly have... I understand that police go to a a crime scene. They they don't go. We don't have the thought police until you get your way, I guess. I don't know. I'm not talking I, I about thinking. I don't know how you would do it. I, People can think all they want. It's the actions that matter, and it's the actions that inflict right, and, that, and the and words. Has, the, the policing has to be reactatory, or you're going to end up like a, a police state where the you're being monitored, such as China, all the time, and you're being rewarded for your good uh, behavior with uh, social credit. So... If that's what you want, that's fine. I mean, yeah. I don't even... Well, you could you could have the best of intentions, Joe. I'm, I'm, I'm coming down on your side on this. You could have the best of intentions with the law. But it always comes hey. down to the devil being in the details, because if I decide today that there's a law that says I cannot speak ill of anyone in the LBGT community, and tomorrow I decide that it applies to other people as well, and pretty soon I'm, I can't say anything. If we and believe I in free speech... your point, Joe. I... I I think, uh, you know, but I, but I can't wrap my head around as someone in the United States. That's about as un-American as uh, you can get to say legislate kindness. And I know the waffling can, the spinning can start, but go ahead, Carrie. Uh, no, Joe, um, I, I agree with you completely that um, police policing um, is often reactionary. Um, but it's reactionary supported and bolstered by legislation and laws. That's my point. So more than legislating kindness, you legislate things that are violent or harmful. You legislate, you know, you create laws. We have that. So, we had a law against yeah, murder. we have for, those. Yep, yep. And that's and, 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 and in you know, a flip. That was a bad in, thing, you but know, in Joe in a flip way. Joe in a flip way. That's legislating kindness. That's the other side of the coin. Uh, that's the uh, other uh, side of the coin. Yeah, but you're like wanting a preventative. You want a law that prevents anyone. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Doing anything, and that's impossible. Even in China, I'm sure there's people being murdered, and then they pay a a price. Maybe they don't get the judicial system that we have, but. Uh, that seems like the society that you're going towards, and I, I you know, I, 
I mean, I'm, I just was surprised when somebody said that legislating kindness, and I know this, I mean, I'm not going to keep going on about trying to explain that. But, well, uh, I'm surprised ahead, you're interpreting I mean, me I, that I, way. I'm not, I just, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, I'm surprised you're interpreting me that way. It's not at all. To, I'm not at all advocating for anything like China or anywhere. I'm just saying oh, no, that sometimes people are grow up in that. a way that I, they that don't. One at a time, guys. That in the American <laughs> public radio. Well, to um, this, to this people that listen to this group that listens to say something like, and there are people that advocate that you know they don't say. Uh, there's probably people that live happily in China. <laughs> it's a more open society than I think our. Uh, Sometimes our media lets us know, you know, but, uh, you know, it's a mix of communism and capitalism at the moment. It's not uh, 1947 China, that's for sure. Well, in some ways it may be starting that way. Hey, listen, we got to move on. We're almost at the end of the segment. I know, it's getting close. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate your call. Thank you, Joe. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh, I hit the button before I got a chance to say goodbye to him. Joe, I'm sorry, but thank you so much for your calling. Uh, Tom says, looks like Joe is being taken to the cleaners again. Nonsense not working. Love it. And then another emailer says, Joe, you have a somewhat loose connection to Dave Chappelle. About five or six years ago, he and his crew spent the night at the Hampton Inn there in Shemokin Dam. Had no idea. At, I would have gone down and gotten his autograph. <laughs> of course. wonder where he ate. Uh, you know, Carrie, when you talk about, I mean, and you did say whether you, you know, whether you exactly meant it or not, legislate kindness, uh, you know, and I understand your point that you, you, you make the more egregious forms of disrespect um, illegal. And I understand that, but the problem is who's going to make that call? Who's going to make the decision? And Joe makes a great point. Unless there's a police officer standing by, there's like the stop sign. The stop sign's only effective if there's a cop there to enforce it. So how are we going to enforce something like that? Aren't we better off knowing that somebody is a, a bigot or somebody has um, un, unsocietal, bad societal ideas? Aren't we better off knowing that instead of trying to force them to shut up and not say what they think? Isn't suppressing those feelings bad? I guess it depends on how they're manifested. Well, all right. We'll cover this after the news. We're going to take that break, and I'll be back. Joe McGrand in with Carrie Albright. This is WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Joe McGranahan. Thanks and welcome back. With me today is Carrie Albright, our producer's Rob Center. You're the star of the show. Give us a call at 1-800-795-9565 or email us at onthemark at wkok.com. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out lots more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online special 
specials, and you can build a Ford, build a Ford car or truck to your specifications, and be sure to click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver package. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection and nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m., Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks and a master towing service with decades of experience. Taking a quick look at the news headlines this morning, school directors in the Mifflinburg Area School District accepted the resignation of a fellow member last night. Tom Hosterman's resignation was effective September 15th, the day after their last board meeting moved online after threats were received by the district. The Daily Item reports that last night's hybrid meeting had no members of the public at the remote in-person site at the Mifflinburg Intermediate School. However, two board members and a crowd of adults and several children gathered at the high school in protest of the online meeting format and the mandatory state mask mandate. Spyglass Ridge Winery could be in jeopardy of not being able to hold future concerts and other entertainment. That includes this weekend's Hot Air Balloon Festival. Sunbury attorney Joel Wiest, representing winery owners Tom and Tammy Webb, says Rockefeller Township supervisors notified his clients they may be breaking its agricultural zoning ordinance. Wiest says he's asking a Northumberland County judge for an immediate injunction so the Hot Air Balloon Festival, scheduled to begin on Friday, can continue while the case is being litigated. Wiest says he expects a decision before Friday. According to Wiest, it's unknown yet if the venue will still try to hold the festival if the injunction is denied. And state police at Sealands Grove are out with more details about a chain reaction crash on North Susquehanna Trail in August. It was a case of DUI. The accident happened around 5.30 on August 22nd. Troopers say 42-year-old Erica Gordon of Bloomsburg struck another vehicle, which in turn struck a third. She was taken into custody and charged with DUI. All right, we're back at it again. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Give us a call if you want to weigh in on our topics this morning or bring up a new topic. So we've talked a little bit about uh, respect for people. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris is denigrating our uh, historic discoverers, the people who discovered this country. And why not? Because they didn't <laughs> discover this country. Well, who did? There were people here prior to Columbus landing with his little team of people. But they didn't that, discover it. They how? just happened to be here. Right. But is that a discovery? No. Right. It's like, exactly. like I didn't discover this building. I've been in it for 40-some years, but right. I didn't discover it. Right. Um, I always, whenever Columbus Day rolls around, I'm always uh, in shock that we're still celebrating it, frankly. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I am. Um, you and I had a conversation a bit ago off, um, off air about, um, you know, what is what was the you know Holy you said, you said why are people held to standards that, that didn't, didn't exist. exist back then and i said let's talk about that on air because i think it's interesting um you know standards were created by people in power and enforced by people in power so you can't but there was always right and wrong Okay. Well, here's one of our emailers, and we'll get back to oh, that in a minute. Go. He says, uh, Carrie, don't try to discuss rational thoughts with Joe. I'm a longtime independent, and he made a comment about voting in primaries. I am what I am with my views, not always including politics. We in the middle outnumber the R's and D's of the electorate because both the right and the left today have become too extreme and don't seem to care about anyone that doesn't agree with them. I'm getting too old to change the me and me. However, I am serious 
seriously worried about our future. You are correct. Find some common ground and try and build and hold on to that. Okay. Thank so you. I can't have Thank a rational you, discussion with you. I'm, I'll just sit here quietly, and you go ahead and talk for the next 45 minutes. I love talking to you, Joe. <laughs> Apparently he It helps doesn't. reinforce my thinking on things. Look, I, I, I will admit, I, I love history. I was a history major in college. I can't see holding people to standards that didn't, that, you know, you're right. Right was always right and wrong was wrong. And But, you know, we used to have the divine right of kings. Everybody believed that a king was ordained by God and therefore he was doing God's work no matter how many people he killed. You know, certainly there were people who didn't have any moral compass in the past. But let's take somebody like Thomas Edison considered to be a great inventor, yet he stole a lot of his inventions. He drove Nikola Tesla, tried to drive Nikola Tesla into the ground. You know, so here was a flawed human being, but he made significant contributions to the world and to life as we know it today. So what do we do? Do we praise him or do we vilify him? Christopher Columbus, yes, he maybe enslaved some people. He probably certainly brought disease here, although that was an unintended consequence. So what do we do? We have a, we, we said, all right, here's a guy who took it on his own to get funding and to go off into the new world and try and prove that there was a way to get to the to Asia from from going sailing east you know we discovered a continent <laughs> we didn't discover a continent. He it did. was here. And no, he didn't. He found it for himself, but it doesn't just because I happen upon a tree in the woods doesn't mean I discovered the tree. It means that the tree was there. And you know But isn't I, that missing the point? I no, mean no one else was willing to take that risk, take that chance and do it. It doesn't matter. We should need to relegate him to the annals of history where others have been relegated to, frankly. We need to look back and put it in perspective. I mean, we're all only here for a very short time on this planet. Um, we are not the be all most important important things going on in the world or even in the valley. There are people that you and I both know that have a huge sense of self-importance. Um, and we just need to keep all of our opinions in check or, you know, be more informed. And, and with Christopher Columbus, he absolutely did not discover America, um, as I agree with Kamala Harris, that he ushered in a wave of violence and oppression. Um, and, you know, we need to, but but the people that told his story and that printed his story and have told okay. his story to our children um, have framed it in a different way. What she said is those explorers ushered in a wave of devastation for tribal nations, perpetuating violence, stealing land, and spreading disease. We must not shy away from the shameful past, and we must shed light on it and do everything we can to address the impact of the past on Native communities today. You know, Native Americans fought each other. They were barbarous to one another. They killed each other. They enslaved each other. You know, so you know, all of a sudden, we're the bad guys. But what about their bad behaviors? Um, th that has nothing to do with Christopher Columbus. Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> I, Christopher Columbus, I mean, the Native Americans he found here weren't necessarily all wonderful people who were just so glad to welcome in this wonderful man, and he, he destroyed their civilization. You know what? I think that they were lied to. I mean, regardless of what they did to each other, that's not the point. I think I know. But that um, is from the point. Reading of history. No, it's not. Um, one bad, bad behavior, behavior does not excuse another bad behavior. It so what should he have done? Christopher Columbus should have gotten here and said, oh, these Indians are fighting with each other. I'm going home. You know, I can't take part in this. Seek first to understand before being understood. He didn't understand that the Native Americans had no concept of land ownership. 
they were very and and kind of enmeshed with nature and the way and and seasons and you know until we I, I listened to a, a great podcast on the advent of uh, barbed wire where it started putting up physical barriers to letting land f- animals roam free and kind of putting boundaries on people land that people claim to have owned and this was not something that was familiar at all this concept of land ownership to Native Americans and oh, but you know, it was Carrie look at William Penn and they the had walking, territories look at the walking purchase William Penn shafted the Native Americans through the walking right. purchase he hired a guy to run instead he was going to buy all the land the Indian said he could have all the land that a man could walk in 24 hours and Penn hired somebody who ran like the yeah. like the devil I have so. very limited <laughs> knowledge about all of that except that I do know that it seems to be the founding of this country quote-unquote seems to be based on a lot of manipulation and lies all right we got some calls pain. we have two calls online one coming in Dale you're the first taker go ahead sir yeah, I think the problem here is people with two tongues, because two people with two tongues can't hear, and all they do is ramble. So, people see, the with two people understood hear. the people with two tongues. Is that me, Dale? That's all we, that's all we have to understand. People stay away from the people with two tongues. They don't listen. They don't hear. That's all. That's all we have to do. Do you have two tongues? I'm sure I don't. Is that an Indian <laughs> reference, Dale? I don't, I don't know what you're getting at. White man speaks Two with tongues. forked tongue. Uh, Look it up. Uh. Look it up. And they, and they had no education, but they understood that. That's what we need to understand. The people talking, do they have two tongues? That's all we have to understand. That's it. Okay. Well, I, I'm not certain I get your point, Dale, but thank you for expressing it for us. Bob from Pax Sinus, you're on the mark. Yeah, I agree with Carrie 100%. Everything she said all morning. Thank you, we Bob. We need a lot more kindness in our country. And with this COVID going on, People won't even take a free vac- vaccine, you know, to try and save somebody's life. They'll, they'll fight over it. I mean, you'll, you'll get in a fight, fight in a parking lot if you tell somebody, you know, you cover your mouth or something like that. It's, it's crazy. It shouldn't be like this. I think it goes to people's mental health. A lot of this is survival of the fittest right now in many ways, on many levels. And I think that when you, you know, I agree with you, Bob. Thank you. Well, I disagree with you, Bob. (laughs) How do you disagree, Joe? That's to be expected from you, Joe. Um, (laughs) I I, uh, I believe in personal responsibility. I mean, I've said this before. Eric and I have gone round and round about this in the program. I, I was vaccinated, and I'll probably get the booster when it's available because I got Moderna. But I don't want to force other people to do that. I have my responsibility is to protect myself. I have to decide what level of comfort I have, and I use that. I don't like being mandated. I think that runs counter to the Mer- America. We need to be responsible for ourselves and not expect the government to tell us how to live and what to do. Are every you pro choice? Pro choice? Yep. And Are you, you know, pro life abortion? I'm pro-life. Okay, then but I that, have, that's the government that. telling women what to do with their bodies. When you say that, and that's legislated and very legislated in Texas right now, you are being a hypocrite. Why? Because you're saying it's not the government's responsibility to tell you what to do with I your body. I didn't say, well, no, you're missing the point. I didn't say get rid of Roe Ro versus Wade. I'm talking about my personal opinion. Okay. I but believe in the law of the land, and, and this is a country of laws, not men. Uh, I well, believe if this is a law that says abortion is okay, that's, then it's okay. But right now, it's abortion is okay in very restricted ways. And about 
COVID. I was listening to a news program, and it was maybe Shepard Smith or somewhere, where there was a nurse, and I think she was in Ohio. She was lamenting the fact that her job is based on empathy and compassion to treat people. But the people coming into the hospital right now with COVID are all unvaccinated, some wearing their MAGA hats, very politically charged in many ways. And a lot of those people are the ones that are dying. She said it's so hard to treat those people because personal choice, your personal choice but not to get the COVID vaccine. You're doing over- the same thing? No, 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 Joe. Mm-hmm. The, your personal choice and your belief in personal choice to get the vaccine can overwhelm our health care system. And, but there are many blacks who have chosen not to be vaccinated, and they're not wearing MAGA hats. Uh, They've chosen it not to get vaccinated I'm because they don't generally. trust the government. Well, that's, you, you that's, a, whole, a, MAGA that's hat. a whole you other issue. You made a MAGA hat point. That is a whole other issue. You made it sound like all of us who may no, be no, no, Republicans nope, are out there. No, you're generalizing. I didn't say that. I'm sorry, Bob. You, you got the last word, buddy. That's okay. Uh, Jim Jordan out in Ohio just made it. He's a senator. He made it where you don't have to. He's trying to take away all vaccines that nobody has to get any of them. Well, that's what's stupid. that going to do? Well, that's we, we were here with polio and whatever you know a hundred years ago. Um, you know, this vaccine is necessary to save lives, keep this health system less overwhelmed. Um, we'll get there as a society. Okay, Bob, thanks a lot. We appreciate your call. We've got three calls pending: Ken, Mike, and Mike. But we've got to take a quick break to stay on schedule. You're listening to On the Mark on WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to On the Mic. Uh, on the Mic. On the Mark. I hope we got two guys named Mike on the line, so my mind is running to Mike's. But first is Ken. Good morning, Ken from Lewisburg. You're on the Mark. You want to talk about Chris Columbus, my man? Yes. Good morning. Um, this Christopher Columbus thing is really confusing me. Um, I'm assuming somewhere in your entire studio you have religion associated with you, correct? I, I'm no, not sure I get your point. What do you mean? Do no, I have religion? Protestant, Catholic, any of those things. Well, you mean, do I have a religion? Yes, I have one. I, I, Carrie, I assume, has one, right. too. Not really. Oh, not really. No, I'm just, I believe in all faiths. Okay. And love and kindness. Well, my my point is, is that <laughs> the Pope is held up as the greatest person on earth. Really? <laughs> of course. However... If you go through history, Catholics, which I was raised as one, killed more than pretty much everyone. So we're worried about Christopher Columbus. Catholics stole and took everything from everyone. So why is it such an issue? 
Well, what, what? There, there were bad popes. There's a book called Vicars of Christ, and I forget the name of the author. It was about the popes uh, who were less than good human beings. It's a fascinating book. I've read it. Um, but, you know... I read, I read it twice. Actually. Did you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know All right, well, you... then you know what I'm talking about. But, you know, you can't blame the whole religion. I mean, there's, there were bad Catholic priests. There were no, bad... No, I, I guess I probably didn't communicate it well. We're blaming things on things without paying attention to other stuff. Like, apparently Christopher Columbus stunk. Okay, but okay. yet the Pope is still good. Yet Friday the 13th is based on um, a, a Catholic thing that they did to kill everyone. I, I, I think the difference is, is there are institutions and there are individuals. I think Christopher Columbus is held up as an individual, and the Pope represents an institution that, as you say, goes back and has a very dark and bloody history. Um, I don't think he's that person today. Um, I think there's still things that go on, obviously, in the Catholic in the Catholic Church that are suspect, but I don't think that's the Pope today. So I think he is he is a good individual. I can't say not, the same I, for I'm Christopher not Columbus. On the Pope, that's not what I meant. Or how tr- history has I, treated them. I just mean that we pick and choose what we decide to make bad one day and good the next. Yeah, I, I, see, you, I uh, see your point. Unfortunately, ma'am, I have no idea what your name is. Carrie Albright. Um, and I apologize for that, but you flip-flopped four times in the last 15 minutes. And you also said we legislate, but we don't legislate. Wow, people so, love that legislate kindness thing. How did I flip flop? Well, because you, in your, the way I heard it anyway, which is totally up to you, but it it seemed as though you get to pick and choose what gets legislated. And I don't get to pick and choose whatsoever what's legislated. No, what I said is we should agree on what we can legislate. I think that you and I are going to have different opinions and different perspectives. And then what we should do is figure out how we can agree and move forward. That's what I said. But if I legislate, right. then you can't tell a joke about Jewish people. And you would say, oh, no, well, that's not right. We, we should I not don't. make jokes about Catholic people. You know, so somebody's going to have to give or somebody's going to have to say, no, let's just have free speech. And if we don't like the guy who's saying something or the guy who, that we're looking at is saying something, we tune him out or we just move away from them. We don't legislate them out of existence. That, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Why, why do we need to legislate that? Because some people don't know how to behave and are prone oh, to violence. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm going to cut you off right there because you think it should be legislated. No, I don't. But you well, just you said just you did. Said it. No, I don't think you're, gener- you you're, you're generalizing. I'm not general. I'm 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 not generalizing. You're generalizing. Well, I didn't say it. You did. Uh, I'm with you, Ken. I thought that's what she said. Now maybe I'm wrong. That's but exactly <laughs> what she said. We can play back the tape. That's exactly what she said. I and disagree. I, you know, the problem is when people say things, I take I ownership for what I say. You just said it, and now we're saying you did it. We'll play it back. I'll <laughs> listen to it later. We'll give you the last word, Ken. we got two other calls we have to get to. Go ahead. Hey, uh, other than that, great day to be alive. Hey, it sure is. I Thanks agree. a lot, Ken. Appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565. We got two mics, one from Milmont, one from Bloomsburg. Milmont was first. Mike from Milmont. Good morning. You're on the mark. Hey, how you guys doing? Hanging in there. Hey, how about you, buddy? I have a, uh, 
I have a confusion about the whole Christopher Christopher Columbus thing too. Uh, it's my understanding from everything that I've looked into that he landed on the island of Hispaniola in the Caribbean. Yeah, he didn't land on the United States. No argument there. Yeah, it's also my understanding he never stepped one foot in North America in his entire life. And to say that he discovered America is that has always been a stretch. Actually, no matter, you know, even if Vikings, Indians, whatever, him discovering has always been a stretch. Well, we, we call both North and South America, America. Yeah, I know, but when they say discovered America, you know, aren't we generally talking about Right. No. You think he came Whatever. on, came ashore at Philadelphia and said, hey, I'm here, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, another thing is uh, he, uh, I don't understand what it has to do with uh, Italian, anything Italian, because the Italians didn't have anything to do with him going to they sail on the ocean. He was funded by the Queen of Spain. Right. He was he was representing uh, Spanish interests when he sailed across the ocean. But he was for that he was from they were the ones that funded it. He was from Italy, however. He was an Italian. He was, but they, they didn't have very few Italians had anything to do with what he did. It. I don't know why that's such a. And there was one other thing. All this business about norms then and norms now. He uh, he was called back by the Queen of Spain from the island of Hispaniola. Hispanolia, which is now, Joe, you know what it is now, right? Um, no, but it is Hispaniola. Hispaniola. It's Haiti and the Dominican <laughs> Republic. Right. That's the island we're talking about. Right. It's called Hispaniola. He was called back from Hispaniola because of the extreme cruelty of him and and his men's behavior there. He was uh, sanctioned and punished uh, by by the Spanish for his. Uh, outrageous behavior there so norms haven't really changed I think that, that, much. that was on his second voyage if my memory serves me not his first his first I think well, he uh, received general approbation from the Queen of Spain and her husband yeah well they finally got to the point where they couldn't they didn't tolerate his behavior anymore I, I, I presume well, there was true. some question about whether his mental health had deteriorated by that point, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right, but I don't understand. I mean, I mean, uh, Leif Erikson, the, 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 uh, I don't know, the American Indians, I don't, uh, obviously, uh, North America and the Americas were occupied for thousands of years before and Europeans gave it a, a, a say. That, well, Europeans didn't even know it existed, let alone thinking about well, it. One, so. one of our writers says, uh, Rob says, Columbus did not discover the New World, but he did make a discovery of a land that Europe did not know existed. So that's a fair point. And I just read um, yeah. that Christopher Columbus existed in a, in a time when Italy was not a united nation. Um, he was from the area of Genoa, which was more closely associated with Spanish kingdoms. So that when there's, you know, kind of discussion about whether he was Spanish or Italian and why he was funded by Spain, um, there was no Italy to fund him, first of all. It was not united at the time. 
time, and right. uh, Spain was well, that the... Well, that even reinforces my point a little further, does it? It has very little to do with anything Italian, it seems to me. Well, no, it's it's like if you have, a, you have an invention, and you go to one, uh, you go on Shark Tank, and they don't give you the money, and you find some, <laughs> yeah. you find someone else who'll yeah. give you the money. You go where the money is, you don't, and you represent the money. Whoever will give you the money for your project. Yeah. We'll give you the last word, Mike. Oh, I'm done. I, I okay. just wanted if people realize that he never really stepped foot uh, in, in North America at all in his entire life. That's all. Well, he certainly is That's beloved in some you. places. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate your call. Sean Hannity. Mike from uh, <laughs> Bloomsburg. You're on the mark now. Yeah, good morning, Joe. I, I turned in late, so I didn't catch your guest's name. Kerry Albright. What she's doing. Carrie Albright is her name. Carrie, I said Are you it. running for office, Carrie? I'm sorry? Are you running for some type of office? I am not. Oh, okay. It, it just sounded like that you were, uh, you know, doing a good job uh, advocating the, the Democrat uh, talking points and, <laughs> and what their goals are. No, I, um, I watch a lot of news. I travel a lot. Um, I was in a job previously where I worked in the community a lot, um, so I, I feel like I, I know a little bit about everything and not a lot about anything. She's yeah, one of the, I'm, she's I'm one of these bleeding that. hearts. I <laughs> am not. Oh my gosh! Please. No, she. Just two things. Two things. Uh, I mean, I think you summed up the, the goal right now of the 3.5 trillion. That's probably closer to six trillion dollar social infrastructure program. It wants to basically, you know, solve every problem that we have in the United States with the government program, and I don't think that's possible. And uh, so that said, I mean, that's my position on that. I, I, you, you, care, you seem to care a lot about children. And last night on PCN-TV, the uh, Deputy Secretary of Education for K-12 through was on, and she said that the Pennsylvania teachers will not be subject to the Biden administration vaccine mandate, which means they don't have to uh, get vaccinated to keep their jobs like other people. And I'm just wondering how you feel about possibly having unvaccinated teachers teaching children. And then the, the uh, deputy secretary also was unable to answer the question whether parents would be informed if their children be, were being taught by unvaccinated teachers. So how do you feel about, you know, you seem to want to protect children, uh, you know, with a lot of programs. How do you feel about that uh, statement from the Deputy Secretary of K-12 through in Pennsylvania? Are you asking me or Joe? No, she, you. you she um, no, I'm asking you. I, 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 I pay attention to science. Um, I, if, if you can socially distance and wear a mask as a teacher can, um, and maybe there's teachers' aides that if need to provide one-on-one -on -one support. But people are at risk for catching COVID if they're within six feet of, of another that has COVID without masks on. Um, otherwise, masks, social distancing, hand washing, all serve to decrease the likelihood that you're going to get COVID. I think that's been talked about and proven. So if, and, and this is, you know, I, I don't agree with mandates across the board. I do not. Um, I do agree, though, however, if you're not going to socially distance and mask and, and protect each other and kids, then I have a problem with that. Um, I don't disagree with what the decision was by the K-12 through secretary. Yeah, I, I mean, really, I mean, I just think that 
you know, when we, you know, one of the greatest mantras that the Democrat left have is it's for the children. You know, we, we constantly hear every law that wants to get passed almost is for the children one way or another. And therefore, you know, anybody that doesn't want to vote for it, you know, you're cast as, you know, some kind of a weirdo in a way. And I, and I, just, I, I just cannot grasp the, the, the government, Joe Biden, saying that teachers don't have to get vaccinated. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. And, and you know, one of the, you know, many of the things that you presented as science, they, they are, you know, somewhat scientific, but, you know, many of the, the newer studies that are coming out, you know, especially from around the world, uh, you know, they really say that the masks aren't doing the job that they're really, you know, taught up to be, and that, uh, you know, the COVID is a game changer when it comes to the, the easy, you know, more easily spread, no matter what you're wearing on your face, unless it's, you know, basically a self-contained breathing apparatus. So I, I, I'm just... I'm just flabbergasted that the, the, the decisions that are coming out of Joe Biden's mouth when we have so many major problems with our culture, with our economic system, and with our politics, and he's trying to micro, micromanage every little thing instead of taking care of the big problems. Let me add one thing here. Uh, the, the, Gary mentioned before there's hypocrisy on both sides, and I agree. The teachers' union, the big teachers' union in New York at the, at the start said, it's not safe for us to go back to school until we get vaccines. Once we get vaccines, we can go back to school. Well, now they're back to school. We have the vaccines, and they're, they're saying the teachers have to be vaccinated, and they're saying, well, you can't force us to be vaccinated. You know, so there's a certain amount of hypocrisy there. If the vaccine was the reason that they were willing to come back to school, then I don't see how they have a leg to stand on when they say they don't want to be vaccinated. I agree with you, and I think that comes to that fellow that was talking about the two tongues. <laughs> well, he said we can't hear, so... <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to very shortly... Uh, hey, uh, Carrie, you know, your voice and the things you're saying are very refreshing, and, uh, you know, I just wish you would come a little bit more to the center and uh, start I, advocating for getting this country on the right I, track. You know what? Listen, I want to go back. Thank you. I think I am in the center, and I want to go back to something you say. I am in no illusion. I have no illusions that some kind of infrastructure package, however you want to frame that, um, will solve anything. We will never have a utopia. We will always have poverty. We will always have violence. But it's important in the moment to keep moving toward doing the right thing and thinking about future generations. But these things will never be eradicated by policy, and I do not even pretend to believe well, that. Carrie thinks, um, you know, she's in the center, but she thinks the Leaning Tower of Pisa is straight, too. So, other Listen, than <laughs> I was at the Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> it's sure not straight. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Appreciate well, your call. Well, yeah, just a second. What, okay. Carrie, call the Democrats that you vote for and tell them how you feel. Maybe they'll change their vote. Do you know that I've probably, out of the 20 times I voted in my life, I probably voted 98% Republican? I've known Carrie for a while. I believe her. So. <laughs> oh, that, 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 is, that is surprising. You're a strange breed there. Maybe you should run for office. I actually um, switch my party depending on the person that I want to support. I am independent, and I switch, depending on the primary, I'll switch my party. Did you want to vote for Bernie? No, I wanted Andrew Yang desperately, and I did support him financially, and I'm sorry to see him drop out of the race. I thought he was refreshing and had some good ideas. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he, he's back in the scene. Hey, listen, i got to run. Thanks a lot, Mike. Appreciate, uh, the time. appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565. The lines are open. You can get through right now. Give us a call. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with more of On the Mark. And, by the way, our email address is onthemark at wkok.com. 
Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Carrie Albright's joining me this morning. Mark Lawrence has the day off. Our producer's Rob Center. Three of the telephone lines are open. One is holding, and we will get to that in just a second after we read Doug's email. Doug says most of the division today is caused by the media. The media has a narrative they want to push, and if you go against that narrative, you are silenced or called a conspiracy theorist, racist, homophobe, etc., etc. The China virus is a perfect example. If you believe that masking is basically useless, and that COVID vaccine doesn't work or you choose not to get it, you are labeled as someone who doesn't care about others and you are selfish. If you believe that there are treatments for COVID, such as ivermectin and hydrochloricloxiquine, I can never say that. Uh, That's the one that Donald Trump was pushing. You are an uneducated, ignorant idiot. They say you are a science denier if you don't agree either their side of science, even when you back up your claims with actual scientists and doctors and the media labels them as quacks. The media blamed all the division today on Trump and anyone who supports him while calling them all kinds of names and nasty things. All this is from the same media who says we must all come together and move forward. And one more uh, lady says, good morning. I heard this quote the other day. If we cannot agree that there are two genders, a man and a woman, if we can't agree with this, all the rest is junk. There's an opinion for you. I looked that up. I can't find the origin of that quote. Well, maybe it's not yet widely distributed. Maybe it'll come out next week. I'm wondering if she heard it come out of her own mouth. (laughs) Joseph, you're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, Yes, I had a question for Ms. Albright. Uh, What do you suggest uh, we should do for the indigenous people that we have stolen their land? I didn't hear the whole program, so I just tuned in uh, uh, some of your remarks on that, okay? Thank you. I don't know that I have enough information about that. I just think that I know how helpful talking can be. When somebody is hurting or in pain, I know how helpful talking can be um, to heal. And I think that we first have to start with talking about it. Maybe Kamala Harris didn't go about it in the best way, um, but you know their voices have been silenced. Um, there are a few people amplifying them. They come up every once in a while when they're trying to defend some, their, their you know land or Mother Nature um, with like the Keystone you know pipeline or something like that. But you know we need to pay attention to different perspectives even if we don't want to hear them and I don't know that we should do anything except listen better and respect their opinions and their very informed perspectives um, they were here way before um, you know Christopher Columbus got here and I think that they have something to add to the conversation so basically you're saying listen to them but ignore them no not at all listen to them and, and help them have them inform policy and inform legislation we already do we uh, yeah and I, ha- I had a comment I'd like to comment on that on indigenous people. Uh, that goes back, as uh, Joe said, that these Native Americans were killing each other. There were tribal wars all the time. And so they would invade another tribe's land and take it or whatever, keep them slaves. And now, you got to understand, this goes back, clean back to, oh my goodness, I can go back in, in time, 8,000 years. Anyway, uh, I'll make one point here. When uh, the Almighty told Abraham that his children were going to go into bondage, for, be slaves 400 years, and they were slaves to the Egyptians. And then he said, I'm going to bring them out. And the reason why he was going to bring them out, he said, because of the sins of the Amorites. In other words, their sin hadn't come to fruition yet. So the Almighty used the, the nation of Israel to destroy them. 
completely, he said, men, women, children, uh, animals, everything, and take their lands, their houses, the same with the Canaanites, when he brought Joshua into the land of Canaan. So do you think possibly that the sins of the Native Americans grew uh, pretty high in the Almighty's mind, and he banged the pilgrims over here, or the early settlers that made war with them and took their lands and replaced them? Because that's what he did in old times. So we're the Native Americans' punishment for bad behavior? Yeah, right. <laughs> Look at Nineveh. Look at Nineveh. I never now, thought Nineveh of it that way. Nineveh repented when Jonah went there and preached, but later on they were destroyed because of their sins. Well, so groups of people were killing each other prior to the Native Americans being found to do that, and groups of people are still killing each other. So that oh, is yeah. not unique to the Native Americans. And it's going to continue that way until the Prince of Peace... Yeshua the Messiah comes back and brings a thousand years of peace here on the earth called the millennial. That's what Hitler tried to bring in, by the way, the Third Reich, a thousand years of peace for Europe. It didn't happen, of course, because he wasn't the prince of peace. He was a, a dictator, a, uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying. But yes, it, the problem is mankind from the beginning, after the, the transgression of Adam, his first son killed his second son. And, and it started that war. That was the greatest war, by the way, that was ever fought, because one-fourth of the world's population was wiped out when Cain killed Abel. There were only four people on the earth. Okay. That would be devastating. Must have been. Okay. Thank you, Joseph. We appreciate your comments. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. And uh, our quote, the quote came from Dan Bongino on WMLP 1380 at about 1 p.m. yesterday. If I would have said it, I would have told you I said it. That's from Thank the, you, you asked where the quote came that. from. Okay, Bob, from one more, one more minute. Go ahead, sir. Carrie, I want you on my side. Uh, Democrats need you badly. But uh, I was calling about, uh, you know, Trump is doing the lies again. Bob, move in your house. Yeah, your, 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 your phone's breaking really up, bad. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Go to a window. Um, or stand still. Yeah. Put it on your left ear. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say that, you know, Trump's still spreading the lies, the rumors, the fake news media. It's, it's hurting our country. And Republicans, no matter who you are, I beg you, please, try and help America get better. Bob, Trump is the pussy boil on our country. Oh, but my he, goodness, listen, pussy boil. We, you, people get what they deserve. And when you have oh. the division in our country like it, like that exists, uh, we are going to get somebody like Trump. And what about Joe Biden? The guy can't even punch his way out of a paper bag mentally. <laughs> Joe Biden's doing very well, Joe. Oh, yeah, all right. Everybody Thanks, Everybody says he has a mental problem. He does not have a mental problem. He's doing very well. <laughs> I mean, he may be down in the polls, but he's on the polls listen, because I don't people even aren't think Joe said, the vaccine. I don't even think he's down the polls. I think the polls are exactly what we expect. Joe sent me an article about his you know, ratings around 40% approval, right, 50 only, Who cares? He's, what, nine he's months, nine months. months. Give him a chance. All right, Bob. Exactly. Hey, that's your minute. Thanks a lot. One 800 we got to take our last break of the day. We have a call coming in. Rich, hang on. We'll get to you in a moment. And we have time for maybe one or two others. So give us a call at 1-800-795-9565. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way. And then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how 
how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Welcome back to On the Mark. We've got two calls on the line. Each one will get about three minutes, and then that should fill us out for the program. And I, we're going to start with Rich from Sunbury. Rich, good morning. You're on the mark. Hi, good morning. I heard you talking about uh, the COVID and teachers and vaccinations in school. Right. I thought I'd call in and give you a, a perspective. I spent the last year teaching at uh, an international school in Tirana, Albania, and I went there because they guaranteed me that there was no social distancing, no masks, everything was, classes would be in person, no online teaching. And that's the way it was. In fact, the whole country was that way. It's a small country, but, um, you know, the capital has more than a million people. Cafes, the restaurants, the stores, the malls, uh, public transportation, everything was completely open and normal. No problems. It's not a very... Uh, you know, good e- economy there, and their their hospitals were not overrun. So, and we didn't have any problems in the school. No teachers, you know, kept you know getting sick or anything like that. Hmm. That's good. Well, it sounds like COVID wasn't there in in great numbers to begin with. Well, uh, you know, they had a lot of tourists coming in. Do uh, they? I don't know, you know anybody who's actually, ever gone to Albania. They, the country. <laughs> Excuse me? I said, do they? I don't know anybody who's... I know people from Albania who have emigrated to this country, but I've never heard of anybody taking, going, you know, as a tourist to Albania. I mean, very few people. Are you I don't... kidding? I just spent the last year there. I've been there before. Oh, I hear you. Um, um, actually, they, Albania, the government, was, or at least the tourism industry, was kind of playing that up to get tourists. And there were tourists. There was a lot of American tourists, but... Um, there were a lot of European tourists uh, in long term too, not just a couple of days. They were playing, they were advertising it as come to normal um, because everything was completely op- open and normal. So they did have lots of lots of tourists uh, the whole time. So I'm reading on their website they had 149,000 cases of confirmed coronavirus. I'm reading on the yeah, embassy. Yeah, when, when you hear them, you know what what I hear too is. Um, everything conflating um, testing positive as being sick. You know, there was a couple of teachers that, you know, I worked with that they tested positive, but they were asymptomatic. So um, I'm just telling you the facts that I I was there for a year and I didn't see, you know, what I did see was everything was was completely open and normal. They had the soccer games, the stadiums were filled, the the public transportation. I was on packed buses every day. It was in the cafes. So, and I was in in the classroom every day. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a good experience. Um, you know, it's not typical, I don't think. But you know, I every country uh, oh, has their own ex- Sweden too. You know. They they've now put I in effective September 1st. They put in curfews from 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. and they now require vaccinations to get into the country. In Albania. Yep. In Albania. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And. That's so it, it caught up a little less a, uh, slower yeah, there. Well, okay. 
right. Believe what you want. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the embassy. Thanks. I'm looking at the Albanian yeah. website. She's looking at Albania's website. Okay, I'm Rich. I'm sorry. Uh, we have to move on to the next caller. We have uh, running out of time. Dan, you're on the mark. Hey, good morning. Hey, Curry, when you called my, <laughs> my best president a poisonous boil, I, I, said, you, I think you said you a pussy infection. You will never get unity in this country. I guarantee you that. We don't have to call President Biden names. We can just tell what he's doing, and it's a lousy job. He turned everything President Trump made great. He turned it over and is doing just the opposite. And we're going down the drain. We have, we're not energy independent anymore. Trump had us to the point where we were energy independent. I was paying under two dollars for gasoline now i'm paying that's that's because the demand was so low so the prices went down that's not independence pardon that's not that's not independence the demand was slow so low that the prices went down that's just the free market no that's him shutting off that's him allowing pipelines to be in place and allowing us to have all that oil and gas and allowing them to drill Yeah, that's just one thing. Look at the border crisis. He created that. Trump had that border under control. And now look at the crisis. They need to bring more workers in and all that. That's another thing. Why are we vilifying the workers? Why aren't we vilifying the companies that create the system systems within their organizations that that will hire those workers? Why are we vilifying people and not the capitalist owners of those organizations? Oh my God! Now you're a socialist. No, I'm not. But I'm just saying, let's (laughs) let's let's target our ire toward the right organizations. If the companies weren't hiring, then those people would not be coming into our country. It's like the drugs. If we didn't have drug addicts, we wouldn't have drugs coming in. Well, I guess you guys move beyond me. I'm still at the point where we're, we're talking about energy independence, and I think Donald Trump's policies brought us energy independence. We did Absolutely have, not. We did have oil and gas. Well, and we had when drilling. we had so few people using gas, we might be able to be independent. If I can only eat a bag of peas a day, then I, if that's all I have then in my why fridge. Is, why is gas 5 or $6 a gallon because in New York? Because the demand has gone up, Joe. But it's not that much here. Uh, listen, stop. There's no, we were there's never demand here we now. We were never independent. Well, yeah, I mean, this is coming from the person who believes Donald Trump was a pussy boil on the posterior of society. (laughs) Okay, hey, Dan, we're out of time. Sorry, we got to go. That's it for On the Mark today. I'm Joe McGrane and Carrie Albright. Thanks so much for being with me. Rob, thanks for producing. We're going to be back tomorrow with Mark Lawrence on WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania.